Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. My name is Lori Fass, and I'm here today to talk to you about your pet's behavior and answer any training questions or behavior questions that you might have. Uh, This month's rotation was a little bit unusual because I was here last week, uh, and I'm here this week again. So the veterinarians will be here the week after this. So we kind of changed it up a little bit to accommodate uh, some things that uh, Dr. Dennis needed to do. I'm not exactly sure what, what that was. I don't remember now. But in any case, it's usually uh, kind of an even cycle. But in this case, it was a little bit different. So anyway, one of the things that I always find very entertaining are the news stories and the YouTube videos uh, that are posted online of various things that uh, dogs, cats, or other animals do. Um, I'm pretty easily amused like that. But uh, one of the things that uh, was caught recently, I think on a security camera outside somebody's house in California, was a kind of a big house cat being surrounded by coyotes and the house cat fought the coyotes off. And generally speaking, cats and coyotes are not going to, it's not going to fare well for the cat. Uh, Cats are notoriously taken away and uh, presumably eaten by coyotes. Uh, And in this case, the cat was surrounded by three coyotes and uh, you can see them kind of approaching somewhat cautiously. In some cases, it looked like uh, one of them was sort of head bumping the cat. And to me, it looked like these three coyotes were very young and they weren't quite sure what they would be getting themselves into. They were trying to feel out the situation rather than to say, oh, a cat, dinner, we know what to do. And I've seen, I'm trying to think, there was a video years ago of um, lions and trying to capture some animal in in Africa. And I can't remember the name of the video, but I remember the same thing. The animal they're trying to get ultimately got away. And just looking at it, it was pretty obvious that the lions were very young lions and weren't exactly sure what to do. So the fact that this cat had this very kind of self-confident, aggressive demeanor was a big cat. 
because it's a little harder to get your jaws around something that's larger than smaller. And the fact that the coyotes were very young, I think, is really what saved the cat's life. So it wasn't just like, oh, you know, this this cat can save the day with a pack of wild, crazy, uh, mature, know-what-they're-doing kind of coyotes. I think if it were a different set of coyotes, the, the thing might have ended very differently. But uh, in any case, it was good to see the cat fight the cat coyotes off and not become dinner. And uh, there was another interesting uh, thing that I saw with a cat uh, online recently where uh, at first I wasn't sure what I was looking at. It was a little toddler and he's walking close to the edge of the room and it wasn't really clear what I was looking at because the way the camera angle was, you couldn't see that right beyond the edge of the room was a set of very steep stairs. And so this little toddler, baby, crawly, probably less than a year old, was headed for the very steep stairs and probably would have taken a ugly tumble down the stairs. And in this case, the cat jumped on the baby and kind of rolled him back a little bit and uh, pushed him out of the way of the stairs. And I thought that was that was pretty noble of this cat and generally not the kind of thing that we associate cats with doing. You hear more of dogs doing this kind of thing. I remember, well, actually I don't remember. I remember being told that when I was a small child and our family used to spend summers in upstate New York uh, with a family that had border collies, that uh, if I got too close to the road, uh, one of the dogs would take me by the seat of my pants and pull me back onto the property. So I have no memory of that, but I do have a memory of being told that that was happening. And uh, I have heard of many more stories of dogs um, blocking or herding or uh, moving animals out of the way or people, children. But I thought it was pretty interesting to see this cat do this because just again, on first observation, it almost looked like the cat was jumping on the baby, playing kind of aggressively. But in reality, the cat was very purposefully um, getting the, the child out of the way, away from the edge of the stairs, which uh, again, I thought was especially good because it was uh, unusual to see a cat doing something like that. So yay for the cat in this case. And then I was reflecting on some of the other, you can go on and on watching these videos online, uh, but I don't even know why I think this is funny, but uh, quite a few years ago, there was a video with a woman who was outside. It was snowing out, and uh, there was a cat. I think it was a pretty decent-sized black cat, and she was pretty, the woman herself was kind of bundled up, and she had a broom. And I don't know why she wanted the cat to go away, but... Uh, Obviously, she did. And she kept poking the cat with a broom and shooing it and kind of kicking it with her foot. And, you know, she never actually seriously beat the cat, but she was being very annoying and pushy and uh, trying to shoo the cat away. And I think a lot of cats would have just hey, I'm out of here. In fact, there are cats that would just be out of there based on the fact that somebody was out there with a broom, period. Uh, but after she did this about four or five times, the cat decided that uh, it had had enough of her <laughs> and then leaped at her and grabbed onto her and uh, pretty much scared her back into the house. So I'm not sure exactly what the backstory of all of that was, what the history was, but uh, sometimes 
cats, and this applies to dogs, obviously, but again, we more attribute this behavior to dogs, where cats can be very appropriately aggressive, or in some cases, very inappropriately aggressive. Now, I don't remember what town in Connecticut this was, but uh, I remember this was also something that was on the news, where someone was letting their cat wander around outside, and... um, the cat kept attacking people that would walk by its house, which, again, is something that you might attribute more to a territorial dog. And so this cat had no particular discernment about who was out there or if they were a threat or they weren't a threat. As far as this cat was concerned, anybody that walked by the house uh, was fair game, was on its territory, and the cat was going to let them know, no, sorry, you can't do that. So they had to have animal control get involved and basically make the people not allow their cat out anymore, which you would have thought they might have been able to figure that out themselves, but they apparently needed a little bit more of a nudge to uh, to get that happening. But uh, just like, again, we hear with dogs, it's kind of a thin line sometimes between uh, an animal being a hero and there being a lawsuit. And uh, I remember stories where cats Coming to the rescue, two stories in particular come to mind. Uh, One was a cat who had lived his life at a convenience store and was used to people coming in and out and was very friendly and sort of the the business mascot. And the business was sold and the cat was so comfortable there and the new owner liked the cat, so the cat stayed. And so this was a cat that that lived in this business for years and then one – afternoon, someone came in and was intending to rob the store and had a gun and obviously bad vibes, hostile attitude. And the cat, who was a lovely cat almost all the time, jumped in this guy's face, uh, latched onto his head, started clawing him and hurling himself violently at his head and face and, and literally scared the guy away. And I don't know how far this robber would have taken things, how violent he would have gotten, but the cat literally scared this robber out of the store, which is, again, a cat who had never, ever shown any signs of aggression, yet had the absolute discernment to know that this was a bad guy. And a similar story where uh, an older woman was in her house. She was a little frail. She was in a chair. She was sitting with her cat on her lap, and she had a blanket over the cat on her lap. And some people broke into her house, started ransacking the house, and the cat pretty much just stayed there until uh, these people decided that wasn't good enough to just ransack the house and steal everything. They were going to start becoming violent with this woman. And when they started hitting and grabbing her, the cat tossed the blanket off, same thing, hurled itself um, at these people's faces and apparently the cat was hurled off of them several times but the cat did not give up and kept doing this and and again literally scared them out of the house so anyway none of those last few stories were on youtube or video but the first few ones were and uh with all of the security cameras and all the things that people take, a lot of these things that you hear are actually documented with cameras, which, you know, you start watching these things, you can get really carried away. But anyway, um, you're listening to Pet Talk, and I think we're going to go to a break, and we'll be right back. Baby back, dressed in black, silver buttons on. 
Welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fast today, and I'm here to talk to you about your pet's behavior. So all the lines are open. I'm here till 3, and if you want to call in, I'd love to hear from you at 860-522-WTIC, which is 860-522-9842, or... 1-800-966-WTIC, which is 1-800-966-9842. So either 860-522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. And I always invite people to contact me off the air because I know sometimes it's just not possible to get to the phone. Or maybe you don't want to call into the radio station because after all, you call in, you are on the air. I do tell people that most of the time, if you have a question, you'd be surprised how many other people have a similar question uh, and actually benefit from the answer that I'm giving you for whatever your question is. And I've even had um, call-in shows where uh, literally somebody calls in later and says that's exactly the same uh, question that um, that I was going to ask you. So we have a really fun question here. <laughs> Let me see. Let's talk to Tracy. Oh, hi, Tracy. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Okay, so um, it says here that your dog eats poop. Oh, my gosh. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> she's 11 months old. She's a Bernadoodle. Okay. And I've never had a dog that does this, but she's it's just constant, and we can watch her, but when I go hiking with her, she's, I'm sure she's getting into other animals' poop, because even though she's on a wormer, she got roundworms recently. Yeah. Okay, and well... So we're trying to figure out how to stop it. Okay, well, let me just add, let's, let's first go with the worm thing. Um, what do you mean she's on wormer? What do you, what do you mean? Um, she takes a monthly preventative. Okay. Well, I found that uh, dogs that take the monthly preventative, it doesn't actually really prevent them from getting worms. Wow. So, um, you know, how do I know this? Well, I know a lot of dogs that are on this, and then they get wormed a little more aggressively, and people actually see worms coming out of them. So this is, you know, this is not scientific data. This is all anecdotal from my own personal experience. So the fact that she eats this all the time, I would probably want to put her on a dose of three to five days of Panicure and repeat it again in another two weeks. We're doing that now. The Panicure? Um, yeah. Okay, and you're going to repeat that in another two weeks? Yeah, and then bring in another fecal sample. Okay. All right, so you're you're just going to do the two-week repeat regardless of what the fecal sample says? 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, what I do with my dogs is that a couple of times a year, I give them Panicure and repeat it in two weeks. So they get it for three days. Two weeks later, they get it again. And um, the worm situation, the parasite situation is weird because I've had my own personal animals that I have brought in multiple stool samples uh, that have come back negative, negative, and negative again. And then I worm them. And well, guess what? You know, we had a problem here. So when you do a fecal sample there, if they don't see it in that particular piece of whatever they're looking at, then it's it's not the most accurate test. I, I kind of used to believe that it was, but I've kind of lost faith in it and because of these experiences that I've had. So, I mean, obviously, if we get her worm, that's going to help. Um, but, uh, you know, a couple of things about poop eating in general. Uh, there's you eat your own poop and there's you eat other animals poop. So is she eating her own poop and other animals poop? Yeah. Okay. Both. All right. So, um, Eating her own poop is a little different than eating other animal poop, which, you know, you would think that it wouldn't make a lot of difference, but it kind of does. Most animals like to eat rabbit poop and um, cat poop and other animal poop, regardless of what you do. And if you were going to try to stop her from doing that, um, you really have to keep a little bit of a closer eye on her. I know that's hard to do if you want to give her freedom to run around, but that might be an argument to use a an e-collar or remote collar where you can tell her no and then you push the button leave it and yeah yeah i'm gonna have to leave that alone um either that or keep her on a long line or a leash so you can keep better eye on her and not let her wander off like that because if she gets too far away she's gonna do it Yep. Okay. Then as far as her own poop eating is concerned, um, I found that there are products that supposedly make the poop taste bad. And again, anecdotally, people getting back to me tell me that those products don't work particularly well. Um, but I have found other combinations of things to have worked pretty well, not necessarily immediately, but over time. And what those things are, are adding probiotics adding digestive enzymes and adding um, some kind of super green food like barley grass powder. Um, I give my dogs uh, something called sea meal, which is made by a company called Solid Gold. And I have found that uh, with my dogs, giving them probiotics, giving them the sea meal, which has some digestive enzymes in it. Dogs that I've had that tended to want to eat their own poop, it seemed to make a big difference. And um, other dogs that I've recommended, they go on to this protocol. Again, anecdotally, I've gotten about an 80% uh, likelihood of improvement. You know, I don't have a graph on it, but when I've, okay. people have told me, oh, I've used detour or forbid or one of those kind of things, it's almost always it doesn't work. When I've told people to do these other things, uh, more have done well with it than not. So it's worth trying. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry your dog's eating poop, but a lot of dogs eat poop. So at least you're not alone. <laughs> okay. Just as long as they Thank don't you. let her lick you after that. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to have to go to a hard break. And thanks for calling the show. And I hope you solve this problem. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And we will be right back.
There's a cat in the window And he's watching all the birds go passing by He'd love to fly out the window Go where the wind goes And so would I Like that cat in the window Who keeps wishing Hello. for some wings Welcome to back to WTIC's Pet Talk. My name is Lori Fass. I'm here today to talk to you about your pet's behavior. So if you'd like to call in the show today, I'm here for the next well, about half hour at 860-522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Or if you want to contact me off the air, uh, you can find all my contact information on through my website, which is lorifassdogtraining.com. And uh, we're going to go to Danielle, who's been on hold for a while. Uh, hi, Danielle. You're on the air. Hey, is it safe to wash my pug with a garden hose? Because I've noticed over the years, on the nose, it said not to drink the water from it. Um, it, it says not to drink the water from the garden hose? Yes, I wash my pug with it. Uh, well, are you talking about outside with the garden hose? Yes. Um, well, I think it's really more a temperature issue than necessarily the hose itself because the water from the garden hose comes from your house. So unless there's something wrong with the water in your house, the garden hose water itself isn't bad per, just because it comes out of the hose. But, you know, obviously on a day like today, you, you weren't thinking of washing your dog with a garden hose. I did this morning. You did? <laughs> Wasn't your dog cold? She was fine. She was fine? Yeah. Well, I would be I would be concerned about the cold because, you know, when the water goes through the garden hose outside in a, you know, cold temperature, I mean, this morning it was freezing out. So sometimes the hose won't even give you water, but I I wouldn't recommend wa- washing a little dog like that outside in on a cold day like today. And also, did you hear about the terrible thing, I think it was in Las Vegas, they're doing the pigeons, someone, they're putting... Oh, the hats? Yeah. I did hear about that. That is very bizarre. I don't know why. I don't even know how... They'd have to first catch the pigeon and probably glue it to their head to for it to stay. I don't know how else they would get the... the did anybody ever figure out how they were getting these hats to stay on the pigeons? Glue. Glue. It was glue. Yeah. So that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I, you know, I mean, in some sense. Oh, yeah. Cute. They have a hat, but that's pretty much animal abuse. So, yeah, not a good idea. I did hear about that. So, yeah, that's that's does not get my stamp of approval there. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you have your dog is so small. You could probably wash it in the sink. Oh, well, it seems a little small. We don't have one in our kitchen. Well, yeah. you know what? Uh uh, some of the, a lot of the big box stores have little dog tubs for people to uh, wash their dogs inside. Did you ever wow. see? Did you ever see those before? 
Maybe. Okay. Well, for instance, I know Pet Value is a chain that has this, and Pet Smart also has this. And I know there are some businesses that are grooming and also uh, what kind of self serve, for lack of a better way to, to call it. So, you know, I think if it were me, I'd probably rather do that than use the garden hose because there's just, um, you know, it's just a little safer, a little more comfortable, and, uh, you know, especially in, on a cold day like today. And your dog might have been uncomfortable but not really been able to communicate it clearly so that's that's what i would recommend okay thank you all right well you take care thanks for calling you too okay bye-bye okay so you're listening to pet talk on wtic my name is Lori fass and i'm here today to talk to you about your pet's behavior or any question you might have. I'm here for the next 20 minutes, and uh, we do have some lines open. If you call, you're going to talk to our producer. He's going to put you on hold. And if you're patient, then uh, I can uh, get back to you uh, because you'll have to wait a little bit. Uh, But the numbers here are 860-522-WTIC. Um, or 1-800-966-WTIC. So uh, somebody seems to be calling in talking about washing dogs with a garden hose. Um, hi, is this Franklin? Hi. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. Okay. Uh, the reason why I'm calling yes. is because uh, the young girl yes. uh, pointed out to you that it said on the hose, not suitable for drinking water. Yes. And that's very, very true. There are two types of hoses out there. Okay. One that is suitable for drinking water, and the other one is uh, not suitable for drinking water because oh, okay. of the materials. Okay. Now, what type of a hose is not suitable? G- generally, generally speaking, and I'm just speaking from my personal experience, being a boat ho- a boat owner and a motorhome owner, the white hose is suitable for drinking water, and it should say it on there. Okay. And uh, usually uh, the other uh, types of hoses, uh, it may or may not say it on there, uh-huh. but usually they're green in color okay. and maybe some other color, yep. and they are definitely not suitable to drink the water. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I did not know that's that. Now, yeah, It's not a question of the water. It's the question the hose. of the material of the hose. Right. Yep. Now, the ho- material in the hose, is would it become uh, bad enough know. that I, it would be... Know. I'm sure if she went to Google... That it would it would go into a pretty uh, elaborate explanation okay. and tell so, you the differences between them and why you sh- could use one hose for a drinking water and why you shouldn't. Well, use I just the wonder. Uh, sometimes material. water might not be suitable for drinking, but you could you know wash your hands with it, or it could get on your skin, and it would that would be okay. So I don't know. But I, I, I don't know. Whenever yeah. whenever I uh, had water in my motorhome or boat, I, I just I didn't. You know, didn't risk it at all. Didn't have the unsuitable one. Always used only the suitable one. Okay, well, that's that is new information yeah, to yeah. me. I, I thought okay. you might find that uh, informative it and, is. Uh, and interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know. Thanks for yeah. letting me know. Yeah, and I enjoy your program. I, I I love listening to it, and I love I love listening to you. Very very informative. Thank you so much. Well, and, you know, I had dogs and cats and. But I'm getting kind of old for that. But, you know, I was thinking of the big cat you were talking about. I yep. said, why? You know, I think maybe I might like a big cat. <laughs> maybe. There's a lot of big cats out there that probably would love to have a home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might I might just look into that, you know. But I'd want to keep her in the house because I'm kind yeah. of a crippled guy now. And, 
And, uh, you know, so it's got to be like a house cat. Well, I think it's, uh, that's, I that's safer. On, on, on the range and keep it close to me. So Yeah, and I think it's safer for the pet to be inside, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Program again, and uh, you're such a nice, a nice lady. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for calling. Yep. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Well, there we have some hose information. I'll have to look into that further. Um, all right. Well, we have uh, three people on hold. Do we need to take a break, or shall I take a call? Okay. We'll take the next call, which I believe is. Um. Hi, Carm. Hi. How are you? Ah. Uh. Well, I'll tell you, um, I have a very obedient Bijan. She's been very, very good. She was well-trained when we rescued her. Um, she now, for some reason, is uh, eating, trying to eat the soil out of a um, rosemary pot. Now that I have rosemary growing, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a big pot, and... Um, you know, it, it, there is room around the rosemary where she sticks her head in and she's licking away. Oh, dear. Well, what would happen if you took some rocks and put it all on top of the soil? Whoa, what a wonderful idea. Oh, there oh. you go. That's easy, yeah. right? <laughs> well, that was simple. Yeah, I mean, no. the, obviously the rocks will drain the water into the plant, but they'll also block the dirt. So I think that would be a good idea. And plus okay. the rocks are... Quite decorative, so that would be nice too. <laughs> I have a bunch of, of um, uh, marbles that you put in uh, a vase, you know. For okay, well, different. you could try that. I don't know if yeah. your Bichon would consider the possibility of playing around or putting a marble in. Uh, her mouth. Uh, oh. I, I had envisioned a slightly larger rock, but uh, you oh, know her better than me. Okay. Yeah, I just would, uh, you know, with a puppy, I would not want to put a marble because I almost guarantee you they would play with it, possibly swallow it. So I'd probably pick rocks that were just a little bit bigger. That's all. Yeah, she's, she's 14 years old. She's not a puppy. Okay, well, I, she I might not wondering... eat marbles. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if uh, possibly uh, she's got a little dementia. Do dogs get dementia? They do. They do. Oh. Okay. And some, I mean, sometimes people use medication for dementia. Um, on my website, um, I have a supplement that uh, some people have found to be helpful for dogs who seem to be not as cognitively with it as they've been in the past. So you can go to my website, and it's on my links page, and uh, it'll t- it'll tell you what the supplement is. Okay, and that's Lori Haas. Fast, F like Frank, A, and then two yeah. S's like Sam. Lori Fast Dog Training. And go to the links page, okay? Yes, okay. All right, I'll do that. Thank you, Lori. Okay, take care now. You too. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, so maybe I think we need to go to a break. So we've got Donna and Linda and Ron. You're going to have to wait. We'll be right back.
welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass, and this is the Behavior Edition. And we've had some people on hold waiting very patiently. So I'm going to go right to them and see if I can be helpful. Hi, Donna. You're on the air. Hi, can help me out. I have a one-year-old Maltese mm-hmm. who, when I get company, um, he's real sweetheart most of the time, but he, when I get company, he likes to nap, uh, grab at the people's cuffs of their pants. Oh, dear. Or, the, or jump to the bottom of their coat line, you okay. know. Okay. <laughs> oh, and the, my veterinarian recommended letting him know that the tiny treats, if he's a good boy and they're okay, the company should throw a treat, and it was helping for a while. But with Christmas and all the confusion. Oh, I'm losing sorry, you a little bit there. At Christmas, he's being uh, very, like, disoriented. Uh, he thinks everybody's going to be playing with his pant leg. Okay, well, um, first of all, um, you know, saying we're going to give him a treat kind of implies that he's nervous and we're going to make him feel better. And I might go more on the theory that he actually is enjoying biting the pant legs. Okay. Wow, well, yes, he does. <laughs> and so I don't want to give him a treat. Here's a snack. Play with some pant legs, then you get snacks. So, no. Okay. So I probably want to use some sort of an, uh, something to startle him. So what I do is maybe take two metal pan legs lids and if he's biting the pant leg bang them together really loud like a cymbal crash that's a good suggestion that sounds helpful. so you say <laughs> no like, bang 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 like, don't do that yeah he or just not like well or even if he doesn't like noises, you could maybe even try um some pennies in a can did you ever hear about doing that no, I've never tried. Yeah, just take a yeah, you know, like a soda can or something, and put maybe ten, fifteen pennies in there. Tape the top on, and then you just shake it, and no, ah. and you could even drop it on the ground. Okay, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think we want to give him snacks for you know, because then he gets to be crazy and gets a little reward for nuttiness on top of it, exactly. which is probably not exactly. the approach we want to take here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know he likes the treats, so he stops, but. It's only like to get that frustration. Yeah, well, you know what? He needs to know that's just not okay. That's not okay. And, you know, I don't don't know that he... A lot of dogs do these sorts of things because it's fun for them to do them. So Uh if a dog is nervous of people, then using treats to help them be comfortable is probably a good approach. But if he's like, I'm going to bite your pant leg because I'm a tough little guard dog and this is fun times for me, then no, you just need to (laughs) knock it off. No snack. Just cut it out. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you again. Those are great hints, and I'll be trying. Okay. Let you know how they work. Okay. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) Okay. All right. Bye now. Bye bye. Okay. Um, I'm not sure who's on line two. Okay. Well, anyway, we're gonna. We have somebody else who wants to weigh in on the garden hose situation. So, um, hi, Ron. Hi, uh, good afternoon. I'll make this real quick regarding the garden hose. Yep. Typically, your typical garden hose is sold in 50-foot or 100-foot lengths. Yep. And it's typically coiled up. Yep. All right, so particularly in the summer months, in the hotter days, when that hose is coiled and used and then turned off that 100 feet, 
or 50 feet of hose now has stored water. Yep. What happens now in hot weather, the hot sun, bacteria can grow in the hose. So it's not so much washing your dog, it's the issue. It's the fact for humans or animal consumption, that hose can contain bacteria if it sits stagnant in the hose long enough in the hot sun. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm learning a lot about hoses now. That kind. Of, this is not the season for this, but in the summertime, I remember uh, several stories where people turned on their garden hose and sprayed themselves or some something. Somebody, some living thing, got sprayed and they scorched their skin. Mm-hmm. But the, the the main issue is this goes for humans. If you go to your garden hose and take a cold drink. If that water's been stored in that hose, sitting in the hot sun for several hours, the bacteria will definitely grow inside of a garden hose. Whether it's for human consumption or not, it's it's not a wise practice, but everyone does it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, how would you think it would, do you think it would be dangerous to wash a dog on a nice day with a garden hose? Well, that's what I'm saying. If the dog is going to be drinking the water as well, it it could be a a small hazard. Okay. Because if you're going to wash the dog, he's going to splash into his mouth and... We don't want our pets to get sick. No, we do not. All right. Well, that's interesting. So I guess we've got more weigh-ins on cons for washing your dog with a garden hose. So, okay. Well, good. Thanks for uh, sharing that. Nice speaking with you. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay. Um, Hi, Rick. What can I do for you? Oh, Lori. I listen to you quite frequently. I never bother calling. I enjoy your program, and I retired uh, December Friday, December 13th from transportation. So I've always had one pit bull, and then that one passed away from lymphoma. Had her since she was four weeks old. And I think I'm going to get it. I adopted one from the Simon Foundation after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think I'm going to get another one now that I'm home and not on the road and know that... Um, I'll be around to take care of he or she. And uh, I think that I'm going to go to the ASPCA over in Newington this time. You mean the Humane Society? Well, yeah, I grew up in Massachusetts. Oh, okay, yeah. The one in Springfield. Well, you know, I mean, if you love animals, it's always nice Oh, to, I do. Uh, I, I've, I've, been, I've got a pet bear that thinks, well, I don't know about pet bear, but i got a bear that comes around and sometimes brings a buddy with him. And he comes up on the deck and sits with me. He thinks he's my dog. Uh, well, be careful with wild animals because, well, uh, you know, they can seem to be like they're your friend and then something uh, goes bad. You're not nervous, you know, and you're, you're calm. They're, they're pretty copacetic. And during, during we had that spell of warm weather. And so this one came out of its den. I live along the Farmington River. It came up from out of its den, and it, it got, you know, it took down the bird feeder and snatched one of the suet holders. I found the suet holder, and it opened it up neatly. But the next day, I had put out a a, a, play, a bowl for it with, with uh, it was like a barber chicken breast and a bunch of other shoes. You know what, though, Rick? If you're going to get a dog, you probably don't want to encourage the bear to come over because the dog and the bear might not be good friends, and that could be a problem. So I would discourage you. The bear's been coming around here. Uh, as long as I've been here. Well, just be careful. They, they, they don't seem to want to come around when the dog's out. Well, hopefully not, because we don't want we don't want any problems. We don't want a conflict. That. No, we do not. We have to try to break that one up. 
Yeah. That would, that wouldn't be too fun. That would not be good. So no, sometimes you got to be careful. Me accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Well, I, I think, enjoy your program. Well, thanks and, for uh, calling. God bless and have, have a have a sparkling weekend, unless you choose to do otherwise. Okay. Take care now. You too. Bye bye. Yeah, I, I always discourage people to get too friendly with wildlife because, you know, wild animals can just are on a different wavelength. It just reminds me of this story where uh, someone was watching their neighbor feed a squirrel. And the neighbor had gotten the squirrel to climb a ladder and he was giving him a peanut. And, you know, the squirrel was doing all sorts of friendly, cute things. And, oh, isn't that great? Watch my neighbor feed this squirrel with peanuts. And then he fed the same squirrel a peanut and the squirrel grabbed onto his thumb because apparently the neighbor was feeding peanuts with shells and he didn't know that and he gave this squirrel a peanut with no shell and so the squirrel thought his thumb was the peanut shell and he had the squirrel attached to his hand and he was waving his hand around trying to get the squirrel off of his thumb. So if you can have a problem with feeding a little seemingly cute benign squirrel, you better watch it with a bear because, you know, as much as I love animals of all kinds, um, I think it's a really good idea to probably discourage wildlife, especially bears, because, you know, I'm sure you've heard of bears going onto places they're not supposed to be, getting too friendly, and uh, they get, they get, the bear gets in trouble doing something that uh, was really just kind of encouraged by humans. So don't feed bears unless his name is Yogi Bear. All right. So anyway, I think we're going to have to wrap up the show. And uh, thanks, everybody. Thank everybody for listening. And if you want to contact me, you can still contact me off the air through my website, LoriFastDogTraining.com. Okay. Have a great weekend.